the only show in New Zealand with more regrettable tattoos than Post Malone. Oh, oh, did that hurt? That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. And more people telling them thank you next than Ariana to her exes. This is Jono Bennett Show on oh, the Edge. Welcome along to the show Tuesday afternoon. Thanks to Vodafone Rewards. It's easy to get rewarded. Just grab your deals through the My Vodafone app. Very sore jaw today. Mm. I'm one of those people I can't have a pack <laughs> of chewing gum just sitting there. Like I have to eat the whole <laughs> chewing gum. I've just been chewing and chewing, chewing. I've had three packs of chewing gum today. Well, maybe you should stop T-Rexing before work. <laughs> What's T-Rexing? <laughs> I don't know what that reference means either. Did you ever go to the boiler room at Big Day Out back in the day? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sharon, mate. Don't be Sharon. Over the holidays, I, um, I, well, we were doing like a FaceTime call to some family in the uh, the States. Because mm. you headlined this saying your brother-in-law was doing something in January that no one should be doing. So this was January the <laughs> about January the 8th or Was 9th. he buying Christmas presents? Which <laughs> <laughs> is about three weeks too late. <laughs> oh, no. This is like January the 8th or 9th. And uh, he was eating a sandwich and just, you know, you're talking, you know, you're talking on FaceTime. You feel like you just, it's like this radio show, you're just filling in time. That's why they invented your FaceTime, <laughs> so you could watch your brother-in-law eating a sandwich. On the I mean, why else? Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason I have it. And he was eating a turkey sandwich from Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. With leftovers from Christmas Day. Wait, when? On the 8th of January. So 13 days later. <laughs> 13 <laughs> days later. That's I was like, not that's a, good. This is a mad dog move. This is putting your life in your own hands. Yeah. Mind you, my father-in-law, John. He's still eating the ham now. Not now. No, now. that's that's too long. It's the, to the point where you open the fridge and you're like, oh, geez, there's something's <laughs> dying in here. It's all right, we just need to soak that bag again in vinegar and put it around the <laughs> outside. Soaking the weird ham bag? <laughs> yeah. I stopped eating ham like after Boxing Day. When the ham bag starts going dry, yeah. that's when you're like, I'm out. Crazy move, though. Don't I, do it. Is no. he sick now? Have yeah, you heard from him since? Very fine. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I haven't actually. I haven't heard from him since. So maybe he's not. <laughs> he must have. <laughs> you just wanted to have a happy evening. <laughs> he's fine. We don't know where he is. He seems like a nice guy, but we don't know where he is. Quite a lot. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> been sending convulsions for the last three weeks. Yeah. Okay, well, you want to chuck something out of here, mate? What's this? This is your thing. <laughs> We're just along for the ride, buddy. Way too honest. Well, you, 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 well, you know, he wanted to do that thing okay, about... Your the most expired food that you've eaten, okay? <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. Oh, there'll be some feral people like, listening to this. We're not recommending that you do this, but we mm. just, we're interested at, uh, you know... Oh, imagine the uni students. The uni students would be eating all sorts of stuff that was passed at Jesus by date. Do you know it's all right to take... I was talking with the doctor on a semi-related note to uh, take medicine that's passed its expiry date. Oh, yeah, we're all doing that, aren't we? Yeah, as long as it's still, you know, in a, in a tightly sealed package. Same I- doctor told me, same doctor told me, don't use a hand dryer. Oh, yeah, you don't use those unless oh, it's the yeah. sucky ones. Yeah, full of bacteria. It just, like, sprays poo back on your hands. Sorry, de- railroaded that a bit. Dan, producer um, Dan? Apparently, milk... If you open a, the thing, if you open a, take the tab off the top of a milk, it takes the expiry date out of the question. So even if it says oh. like the 3rd of December when it expires, it's only five days after you open that tab. So if you're still drinking like a coconut milk, 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 like coconut eight days, like yeah, eight days after you've opened it, it's expired. Really? Yeah. This is why I only have coconut milk now. Don't tell it. My, my wife, Jean's like, if it's like half a minute mm. after the expiry date, it's out. <laughs> it's yeah. well, it's a day or two, Grace. It's a, well, I think the oldest thing I ever ate, ate well, I didn't realise, was I had a, a piece of bread. 
and I was three quarters through this piece of Vogels. I was like, what's that? And it had been, like, the underneath was blue. Oh, oh no. Okay. Okay. Oh, under the edge is the phone number 3343 on the text. Go, must um, saved a bit, <laughs> the most expired thing you've eaten. <laughs> Caitlin's on 0800 The Edge. What's the most expired thing you've eaten, Caitlin? Uh, so it wasn't me. It was my flatmate's boyfriend. Um, when we were moving out, he ate a Big Mac from the fridge that had been there for about two months. Oh, that he was real is... hungover, and he was just like, "No, I'm going to eat it. Screw it." Oh. But they do say <laughs> you know if McDonald's you look... is still open. Yes. Have you seen that thing on the internet though of like a cheeseburger or whatever? I don't know if it was from McDonald's or where it was from, but it was it hadn't even decomposed, so it was probably sweet. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Didn't get it sick. Like pristine. Oh yeah, that sounds like a. I, I probably would. It's amazing how Ronald keeps all his food pristine <laughs> eight weeks after he's made it. Charlene, welcome to the show, babe. Now tell us what's the most expired thing you've ever eaten. Well, I was staying at a um, friend's place a while ago, well, quite, a, quite a while ago, and um, I was making myself some breakfast, and um, I accidentally made my wheat bix with rotten and lumpy milk. No, yuck. Did you eat it, or did once you saw the lumpy milk, were you out? So I ate it without realising. Oh, oh no. girl! <laughs> Just like a cottage but it'd, cheese. It'd be hard to distinguish the lumps of milk between the lumps of soggy wheat picks. No, I thought it was fine. How, how deep but into I, the bowl did you get? I finished it. Oh, no. <laughs> Charlene, you bloody get out of here. Hey, uh, Charlene, we're going to send you along to Event Cinemas uh, for tickets. Thanks to Vodafone Rewards, all right? They expire next week, though. So you <laughs> She'll expired. still use them. <laughs> and Farrah, see if you can top that, babe. Most expired thing you've ever eaten. What was it? Uh, about six months out picnic bar. <laughs> oh. I'm, like, I'm halfway through it, and I start noticing these little things on my hands, and then I put the picnic bar down, and there was like these little teeny red ant things coming out of the Oh, bar. God. Oh, no. Well, I did that with a pack of raisins once, like, and it was full of ants. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> you had them. But halfway through, you noticed. You're like, oh, my God. You feel violated, <laughs> don't you, Farrah? You feel like something's someone's taken advantage of you. <gasps> I literally felt like my insides were calling. And the fact that they were red ants, I was like, what country have these come from? Like, I had no idea. Oh, that is disgusting. Well, I just remembered well, when you uh, said... It was a picnic, and ants turn up to picnics. So. <laughs> okay, the, the guy at the shop actually returned my $2 something for the picnic bar as well. I was like, what about, like, my the whole insides of my knees is turning up? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I, I just remember when you said that. Uh, I remember one time, uh, Marty, who's the music man around here, he got sent a thing of chocolates. And we were all... Um, hoeing into them and then that night he sent me a pic and he goes please tell me you didn't eat one of those chocolates and I said he's why and one of the other girls had bitten into it had maggots in it oh. so there was like three of us that had eaten a maggot chocolate and hadn't even realised that's Cadbury's new range I know <laughs> maggot chocolate I know it was so gross we got rid so of some gross. of those other flavours but we put so it in you might like told you it all went to custard when they moved to Aussie oh, well thanks so much for the uh, real nice phone topic baby. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome guys day two just thought I'd bring that to you so I was watching uh the internet today. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, yeah, what are you watching? Do you know what, Jono? You would have known the story you were going to tell if you hadn't spent the last like six minutes watching Joe Rogan on YouTube. Getting blazed and interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Joe Rogan's living my dream. <laughs> he actually is. He's like, there's just he just sits there and just talks rubbish. Do you know, we, we should organise to fly you to LA so that you can do your dream interview. With Joe Rogan? No, no Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm going to write that down. That's yeah. a great idea. What's my dream interview? 
just getting baked and interviewing someone. <laughs> oh, right. You'd be talking to yourself, it wouldn't matter, right? Yeah. We could do that right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was a, a story out of the uh, UK, uh, sort of like, I guess, the AM show or the breakfast show, their morning TV show, interviewing this German couple. Now, she is addicted to fake tanning herself. And so much to the point that her skin tone is that it would be like if the cast of the Geordie Shore had an orgy with some umbalumbas, this would be the outcome. Right. Okay. It's like if you remember Tanning Mom, who was like a big deal a few years mm. ago, and she tanned her baby, who was like a pageant kid. She's browner than her. On a scale of John to Trump, where are we sitting? Bearing in mind, I'm I'm like a bottle of Twink. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Donald. Oh, is she like near Trump or? Oh, surpassing, surpassing Donald right, Trump. Right. She's like 150 Donald Trumps. Right. She's Sin- snooky on steroids. <laughs> okay. She is so tanned. She must go there every day, twice a day. It's not, good. it's not good for you. She must smell too, because like when you get a spray tan, you can t- you can smell it when you've had one. Oh, I hate it because Jen comes home, it gets my sheets all dirty. <laughs> have you had a fake tan through your sheets? Goes everywhere. There's stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna have to. Ch- I'm gonna have to go and wash that fitted sheet. Go back to your flatting days and just get black sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Covers up all the mess. Anyway, so this fake tan lady is. She's really, she identifies as a black woman. So she's white. She's a white German lady who's fake tanned herself so much that she now identifies as a black woman. So much so that she thinks when she conceives that she's going to give birth to a black child. What? Have a listen. You've been told by a doctor that your children will be black? Yeah, they said they will be black. Because I'm trying to think biologically how that's, um, I can't see how that's possible genetically. Yeah, absolutely. She what seems convinced. the heck? Wow. How do you get to that point? This lady's literally doing blackface pretty much. If, they, if she thinks that she's black and she's a white woman and she's tanning herself that much. Like, mm. she's Oh, you look at her, you're like, ridiculous. I don't know, 2018, mate. No, you definitely <laughs> yeah. should not be doing that. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's not blackface. 2019. <laughs> it's 2019, mate, yeah. It wasn't appropriate last year. Ooh, this year. Yeah. I just keep looking at it and I'm like... Fake tan, man. You can have some disasters. That's probably the worst fake tanning disaster I've ever seen. Well, you worked on Dancing with the Stars, which oh, yeah. was actually <laughs> s- sponsored and fueled by fake tan, wasn't it? But you know what? The most we- important cast member of that show was fake tan. Was no. it like roll on, sort of, did a roll on like that you do with your paint a wall? No. So we have this chick, Jess, that would come every Saturday and we, there would be a roster and every single person would go in and get a spray tan. And Jess is amazing at spray tans. Like, they're perfect. And you but- have to wear those little paper uh, G-strings, don't you? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I just wear my undies. <laughs> okay, thanks for, thanks for the TMI again. Fun fact, Di got a full all-body tan. <laughs> he did. He, and you could only see his hands and his face, but he got a full tan. Like, every week, he was, like, full... Oh, he didn't get, like... He he had undies on, too. <laughs> but he got his legs and his chest done, but you could only see his hands and his face. I don't know why he got why it. Did he, why does he have to be so tanned on that show? Because it's a, it's a dancing... It's a thing they do in the dancing world, and all, it's a telly thing as well. I don't know. Check a pasty dancer out there. Yeah. See how they go. But yeah. the thing is, is that when you get the spray tan, especially in this case, we were getting amazing spray tans mm. that were perfect, but there's so much responsibility put on you to then look after it, and I was terrified at looking after it and I smudged the hell out of it on my hand and so all down my arm I had the strife because I'd leaned on something when it was still wet and hadn't realised and so the next day they had to like make up my arm for me because I'd ruined my tan okay. it was very bad and but then I had to like just keep scrubbing it every day because I had like a big patch 
Now, I was, I was going to do a phone topic of Tan's Asters. You've realised how boring it is. Yeah, I did. When you were telling that story, I'm like, that's a shocking phone topic. Do you remember when well, in the meeting when I said it would be quite boring? She did say that. You did. But then you, but told then you didn't have to tell your boring story <laughs> yeah, you to did. make sure. She really emphasized like, the point with the okay. boring story. Okay, listen, you help me here. Save me. Tanning disasters. The most shocking ones. Have you had your skin reaction burns? Hospitals. Have you knocked some tan off your arm and you had to like get it scrubbed off? <laughs> I had a friend who was allergic to it once and it made her vagine swell up. All right, well, you go, great. You should have gone with that one. I should have gone with that one. Oh, out of the edge. Tan's Asters. 3343. Can't believe we're doing this. Show. The Amelia, please save our terrible radio show and tell us your tanning disaster. <laughs> Good day to you, Amelia. Um, well, <laughs> I got my tan like two days before my school ball because it was, you know, like my leavers ball and um because you've got to leave it on for like eight hours or whatever so i had it on and um then i ended up breaking up with my boyfriend that night and cried and cried and cried and i ended up with streaks of tears all down (laughs) my face <laughs> That's the thing. It's because it, it, Amelia, it, it, you can't get any sort of fluid on you at all. So it's like if you go for a wee and like somehow something drips on you, then you've got wee on your leg. You look my like babe, a zebra. I know. I was walking around. My dad was like, "What have you done?" And he was like, "This is why you shouldn't get tanned." Like, no, this is. This is why you should go out in the sun and get skin cancer. It's almost no, worth no, it. Yeah. That actually just reminded me, my uh, my son was uh, 13 weeks old and had really bad reflux when we first started doing dancing, and he spewed on me when I had just had a tan, and it was it looked like I'd had a very exciting night. Oh, I see. And I had a big patch on my boobs, and they had to switch my dresses on dancing to cover my boobs that night because it looked oh. I looked like I'd been starring in a tape. Oh, wow. It tan disaster. It was bad. <laughs> Carlin, welcome to the show. Tell us your tan disaster. Hey, so I went on holiday to the Gold Coast um, a couple of years ago with my family, and I thought I'd try and put on some Bondi sands before we went to Whitewater World, so I'd sort of blend them with everyone else. Well, because everyone's everyone is so beautifully golden yeah. over there, aren't they? I know. It's, it's, I'm so jealous. To the point anyway, of some some of the old ladies smoking the bloody Winnie Reds are it look like leather. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. They look like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> and so you put your Bondi, your Bondi tan on. Yeah, and the first ride we went on, um, we had to go down the the slide on these white rafts, and of course the chlorine mixed with the Bondi sands just shredded it off, it off me, and the whole raft turned brown, and all these girls <laughs> at the bottom were like, "Oh my god, like what the hell?" Did you see? <laughs> look like you cracked yourself on the way down. <laughs> Amazing. That's your worst fear, though, isn't it? It's nothing more terrifying than looking down and seeing that the water's all brown when you're having a shower post-tan. <laughs> My mum used to keep her sunscreen with a little bit of tanner next to the a normal sunscreen, and that's it. That, what sort of monster keeps like, next to each other? <laughs> Sounds like, like you can double-check going, which one is the one without the Sounds like one. you may have filled a victim bed. Oh, shivers. And finally, Lucy, what was your tan disaster? Hi. Um. So I had my school ball, and I got a tan a couple of days before, and then the night before the ball, I dribbled in my sleep, all down my chin. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. Well, Sharon, you were just telling a story that... Uh, yeah, no, That, that would have looked even worse. Way worse, Lucy, way worse. Second day back to work uh, for 2019, and over the summer break, guys, smash... Stop bra- bragging about it, mate. <laughs> what? 
What did I bring you in two days of work? <laughs> All right, the fact that we've done two days. Barely have done uh, adequate work. Oh, you can hardly even call this a job. Mm. I, you guys have barely done any work. I was waiting for you at work and went across the road to get a, a roll for lunch. I thought I had time. And you guys were just swatting about having a latte at the cafe no, across the road. you were out for your... You were Without even, for, a, even inviting me. You were out on your own little work date. I was. Oh, yeah. oh, Let's just say we're all swatting <laughs> and all drinking lattes and sounding... And being Auckland wankers. I was drinking a green tea, thank you very much. I was drinking a soy-free latte. Soy free? <laughs> soy free. Yeah, that's right. So you just having a normal latte? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. It sounds way fancier when you say oh, soy oh, free yeah. latte. I thought you were more a chai latte, hold the chai kind of guy. <laughs> just, just a normal latte. Uh, but over the holidays, guys, smashed my face up twice. I saw the photo evidence of this yesterday. Mm. You showed me, Sharon. Now, I just want There's to say... There's still a scar. I'm, yeah. I'm dubious of this story. Did you fall off your bike or did somebody get some summer plastic surgery? <laughs> no, it did look like I had some. Because oh, my lips are very big and swollen. No, I was, went mountain biking, uh, which I've never done for probably the last four years and won't do again for probably the next 40 years. I can't ever... I, I've known Ben for a long time, so have you, Sharon. I can't ever remember him saying, I love climbing mountains on bikes. No, no. but he has been asking a lot of questions about filler and Botox. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like I had my lips injected. Because what happened? Turned out the mountain he was climbing was a surgical unit in yeah. Thailand. Kylie Jenner has had, went on the same bike ride. Yeah, yeah. It was a very placid bike ride. I was are you angry or sad right now? Because I can't tell. Your faces are moving. I was in some loose gravel. Loose gravel slid on over, smashed into, into a my full face. load of Botox it's, 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 and needles. It's, just the, it's the weirdest things you see when you run to Juno on a stage. You're right. You're having like hallucinations. No, the worst thing was that, uh, like, I was a bleeding face, swollen lip. It was all, you know, grazes all over my body. Mm. Amanda, who was behind me on the mountain bike, comes running up. Wait, 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 wait. And I was like, oh, this, she's got something that's going to help me. Went into the bag, Aww. backpack, took out her phone and started taking photos. <laughs> for the gram. Yeah, for the gram. Was it a before and after shot yeah. for your plastic surgeon? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, that's, that's my own. You look my 10 young. years younger. <laughs> yeah. This accident, this accident has made him very youthful. What I want to know, though, is, because I saw you in a harness yesterday, did you get an enlargement as well? <laughs> Look, it was a little upsizing. Well, no, I did a big upsizing, actually. Yeah, on his quads. He's got the biggest quads you'll ever see now. There you go. All right, We've got Rob uh, from the office joining us now. Thanks for coming, Rob. You're welcome. Rob and I were uh, hanging out over the weekend. I actually crashed his boys' afternoon. He looked real pumped about it. And, uh, <laughs> what were the boys doing? Well, they were all around at, for the boys. <laughs> they were around at Dom's house in the breakfast show, and I uh, dropped in for a couple of beersies on the my way out, and uh, we got talking about siblings and being the youngest child because Rob and I are both the youngest. Spoiled. True. Yep. Spoiled. The spoiled younger child. And I tell you what, there are some wow. woeful tales about being the youngest child. It, it, it isn't easy being the youngest and Rob busts out the most tragic story of being <laughs> the youngest child of all time. Just my life, eh? Just the tragic story. Oh. Do you get a lot of hand-me-downs as, as the oh, youngest everything, child? Everything. Everything's a hand-me-down. Yeah, and I had two sisters, so it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> right, so he, wearing, he was wearing a lot of girly clothes. My little pony knickers all the way through high school. <laughs> but Rob, you were telling a story about something that happened to you as the youngest child when you realised that your parents didn't care about you as much as your older sisters. Yeah, you get neglected a lot. So we grew up on a farm, you know, and we had such a huge, I guess, place to roam around in. And I would normally just run around and stuff while Dad was on the tractor. And then I one day I just kind of got ran over. Oh, he ran over you on the track. Yeah, just like, oh, I can't see anything. He was going backwards, reversing, and I just kind of got caught on the wheel. And oh, did you go yeah. under the tractor? Yeah, actually under the wheel. So I went from my hip up to my left. Oh my right, god! Right up to left shoulder. What? Well, and he stopped on top of you. 
no, luckily he, he realised there was a little lump there, so he kind of went over and so he just, he jumped off and the tractors, because they, perpetual motion, they keep going themselves, so that the tractor went into a tree and he's kind of picked me up and took me to the hospital, he shouldn't have picked me up because I could have been paralysed, which yeah. I was for a week, so. We were paralysed for a week? Yeah, I was five years old and I just couldn't, I couldn't walk and he was oh in the hospital God. going, Come walk to me, and I'm like, I can't move. I can't, Dad. You neglected me and ran me over <laughs> yeah. with a tractor. Your dad's like, geez, I'm in some hot water here. <laughs> Just come walk, kid. Come please walk. walk, please. Was walk. it the big wheel or was it the small wheel that the, we have? The big wheel, the back Shush. wheel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's crazy. We've still, the, we've still got the tractor. So this is, what, 30 years ago now. So you've learned any old. lasting um, effects of anything from, from that? Uh, kind of explains yeah. a lot. Was, what did you say? No, nothing. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it explains the uh, tractor tire marks on your chest that yeah. we've all been talking about. What are the long-term effects you have of it? Um, sciatica in my oh, back. Oh, really? Right. Um, you get real bad sciatica. Really bad, really bad backs. And there's some weird stuff. I had like a MRI on my spine or something around. There's some weird stuff going on in my spine. Like fluid and shit like that. Oh, God. Yeah. So yeah, know, weird, it's, eh? it's hard being the youngest child, and yeah. Rob's just proved it. I mean, I can't top that story. Should have told my story first, but youngest child in our family, and uh, we were away on a cricket trip, and everyone went to McDonald's, and then I turn around. I love the Casey cricket trips. I was <laughs> the 11, Casey family cricket the trips. Wakefield Christmas. Oh, sorry, the Wakefield <laughs> And I was eleven years old, and I had been playing solitaire on the computer because we didn't have a computer at home, mm. and the entire place had gone, and it was empty. This like boarding school that we'd been staying in, and my parents had forgotten me and left me. They home me. alone you. They home alone me. I was home, I was in the sporting school alone when I was that little, just abandoned for about two hours, didn't even get my happy meal. And she had to set up a series of comical traps <laughs> to stop the burglars from coming to the house. It was bad, but call us now on 0800 The Edge or text to 3343. If you're the youngest child, how are you neglected as the youngest child? Give us your woeful tale this afternoon. Anna, what happened to you, you poor, poor thing? <laughs> So I'm the youngest of five. Oh, awful. Yes. <laughs> and I grew up in a very uh, strict Christian household. So I mean, I mean. Like, my parents would have no dream. like my uh, older siblings would have no dreams of going to any parties or anything like that. But by the time that they got to me, they like my parents, they'd just be like, yeah, sure, go for whatever you want. It's, it's like, do you even care about me? Do you like, care about my safety? I'm the youngest here, yeah. They send you like, out to the... It, sometimes it was amazing. Sometimes the it was disco. great. Don't get me wrong. Now, Anna, I, here's a question. As the, and Sharon, as the, as the youngest child, do you think that the neglect you, you, you say you suffered mm. then makes you quite self-righteous? You're like, I should be the most important. Well, yeah. I don't know about you, Anna, but as a fellow, a lot with Sharon. a fellow youngest child, <laughs> I feel like there's no children after you because your parents are like, this one is perfect. Why do we need to yeah, have any more? Exactly. The first two that is just- exactly what I say. So my older brother is nine years older, mm. so there's like a big gap between us. So I figure that like my parents thought that he was perfect, but then they realised he wasn't, had me, and then had her tubes tied, so they didn't ever want any more. Exactly. That's how I look at it. They get, they're get they like, oh, my first sister, yuck. Second sister, <laughs> yuck. I'm born. What a wonderful ball of perfection. Or oh, whoops. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh. really on that one to happen. Yuck, yuck, whoops. <laughs> James, welcome to the show. What is your tale of the youngest child you'd like to share with us? Um, I'm the youngest of three, uh, two older sisters. Um, each of them for their 18th birthday, they uh, both got personalised number plates. What did you get? Um, I actually can't even remember. That's awful. <laughs> that is terrible. He's got a regular licence plate. <laughs> All he wanted. HSY296. All he what wanted. does that mean? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he just wanted that number plate with A in his name was replaced with a four, and he just didn't even get it. Oh, God. Shannon, welcome to the show. What is your tale of the youngest child? 
Um, so I'm the youngest of three girls, and we're on a family holiday to Universal Studios in the States. And I got left behind on a ride for like 35 minutes. That's oh, terrifying. Oh, but dream come true, trapped <laughs> on a roller coaster. Not a bad place to be left behind. That is terrible. And finally, Nick, your tale of the youngest child, what happened? Oh, yeah, it was about six or seven, and I went to the supermarket with my mum, and uh, she left me there for the whole day and forgot about me. Oh, <laughs> forgot about you. That bush. Uh, imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Come on, I go, like, oh, what did I forget? The milk? No, I got the milk, no, got no. the bread. Yeah. No, I got, yeah. got everything. Yeah. I feel, and it's terrifying when you leave behind as a child. You think, oh, great, now I'm going to have to sit here and I'm going to have to live off tin spaghetti <laughs> that I'm going to have to bite open for the rest of my life. Hey, what, what time did she come and get you, Nick? Um... Well, she didn't. I actually got dropped off by someone who worked at the supermarket. My oh brother worked my there, God. so I dropped him anyway. Is bad. So okay. she didn't even realise she had left. She, you had to come home for it to return. Oh my god! No idea. But you know what? We are getting texts through three three four three right now of the middle children. They're like, "Oh guys, you think it's bad being the youngest children? Try being the middle child." So I think tomorrow we're gonna have right. to have the tales of the middle child. Oh, we'll mix it They're up. always complaining the middle child. Oh, here we go. Sharon. <laughs> uh, some rocky waters at home. Uh, my parents' house, Annie and John. So we're gonna give her a call right now. Uh oh. Hello, Annie. Hi. You're on the radio. <laughs> Annie. <laughs> Listen, we go through this every time, Mum. <laughs> we know you don't like being on the radio, but then we convince you to come on the radio. And you're so good, Annie. Oh, Annie, Annie. please don't. This is a bad start to 2019. You're our favourite part of the show. It's dead air. That's all. <laughs> it is. We Aww. wanted to get you as, as best news, new broadcaster in the radio awards, Annie. <laughs> you provide so much content to our radio show. Thank you, Jay. That was, was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm your son. <laughs> anyway, Annie, I would like to uh, welcome you. And is Dad home? No. Where's he? Walking. What's he do? Oh, you he? know he goes for a walk at this time. Yeah. We always ring at this time and he's going for a walk. This well, is when he walks. Well, then he won't be able to be here to defend himself. I'd like to welcome you to the People's Court, Annie. Annie Pryor. <laughs> Plaintiff. Do you even know what this is about, Mum? No. <laughs> she over sounds the, pumped. Over the, over the festive period, Mum and Dad came to stay. Oh. And there's a bit of there's a bit of a, a, a marital discrepancy going on in their marriage at the moment. How's that? Mum is refusing to cook. Fair she's, enough. She's, That's not right. That's oh. not right. Okay. What's what's wrong? Well, you tell me what's right. <laughs> Well, I've cooked for so many years that I will no longer become a, be a domestic goddess. I won't do it. Amen to that, yeah, Annie. Okay. So yeah. she's refusing to cook anymore for dead. Good. Now, I, this... won't, I won't shop at grocery stores. I'll only shop at clothing stores. Okay. <laughs> yes, Annie. Yeah. Now, this news has rattled my father <laughs> because for years he's had food cooked for him. Now, it's got to the point where he's gone onto the computer and drawn up a spreadsheet... Of easy meals mum can cook for him. <laughs> well, can't he cook them? <laughs> Annie, how do you feel about the spreadsheet? Well, your father, as you know, loves a good spreadsheet. <laughs> he yes. has a spreadsheet for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have a spreadsheet for this phone call, did he? <laughs> this is allocated walking time. It's on the spreadsheet. <laughs> so he's done up a spreadsheet, mum. Are you adhering to the spreadsheet and cooking these easy meals? No, because I'm not cooking. Yes, Annie. I am Team Annie on this. So, how, are you guys getting takeaways or things at the moment? How, how are you guys eating? No, he's got a spreadsheet for all the cafes we can eat at. Yes. Oh, do they just go around Christchurch eating out now? They don't eat it. <laughs> right. wow. What food have you got in your pantry? 
crackers and cheese. <laughs> some, of the, some of your dad can make. <laughs> you, you want to eat, John? Have some crackers and cheese, mate. <laughs> there we go. Hey, well, thank you, Mum. Okay. That was the People's Court? It wasn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of Annie's favourite no, segments. Well, now we throw it out to the listeners. She should be cooking. Oh, don't, oh don't she should be do, cooking. Do She's a woman. It's your job. <laughs> Isn't it, Mum? Bye, Jay. Uh, she's not getting involved. No one's getting involved. No though. one's getting involved with that. Do you she, know what I would But like? no, I'd say she should be cooking because she does. She makes some wonderful food. You know what I think? Mm. I think we should s- screw the people's court. I would love to hear you ring your wife, Jen, and tell her how she's a woman and she should be doing all the cooking <laughs> yeah. and see how that goes down. So you've made a spreadsheet of easy meals you'd like to eat. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> it's time to look at some big news from a small town. Yes, today we head to Hamilton, the uh, Waikato, where uh, there's been a repulsive attack on a man's house. A bag of human feces thrown through his open window uh, after midnight, and we crossed live now to him, Brendan O'Farrell. A little <laughs> storm, mate. You must not be happy. Yeah, I'm in a bit of a <laughs> mood at the moment. Fair enough, mate. So how did, how did all this happen? Great pun, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. can, we get, can we congratulate you on that? But you must not be happy, Brendan. No, no, I'm, I'm not, not that chuffed. It's a pretty stink um, situation. Did they get it inside? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, yeah, well, it, it I tried to do a pun too. The window. It went it in through s- the window, onto the windowsill, onto my telescope, wall down the wall. It was pretty stink of them. It was. <laughs> I mean, so puns right now. I think it is just disgusting and... I know. It's, the thing that's really annoyed me is that I've had to remove from my vocabulary. It, it, every time I say it, it annoys me. <laughs> Could you smell trouble? No, no, it was night time. It was, yeah, they, they snuck up on me. <laughs> Who's the culprit? I don't know. I really don't know. Two kids from down the street, they came on onto my property at about midnight on the um, Saturday. I was sitting on the front doorstep having a ciggy, and the idiots were walking down the street with a torch and talking. So the amateurs, uh, they crossed the road, they came straight onto my property, and I heard them talking about getting some lemons. So um, I just snuck up on them in the dark and just started screaming. Oh, you, oh, you snuck up on them, man. Yeah, so you literally you? scared the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> of course, they returned through the window. <laughs> what do you want to say to them, if they're listening? Um, well, you know where I live. Let's talk. Yeah, well, in all seriousness, it must be kind of a, a scary situation to have to happen. Yeah, well, I'm not scared. That didn't bother me. It just made me angry. So when you say come over and talk... Yeah, yeah, we'll just sit down and have some lemon tea, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I have a nice lemon tea and just say, hey, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe everyone out. just keep to their own properties in future. How about that? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's it exactly. But I think it's just kids at the end of the school holidays um, getting bored. Bored shitless. Yeah. Good on you, Brendan. All right, thank you so much, Brendan. You're welcome. Can't tell if he's a joke as a joke or not. Oh, yeah. I feel like it is a joke. Like I don't know. There's something about it that feels like it's gonna be like Taylor Swift on a lime scooter. What's been the uh, What's been the worst thing you've had to wake up to in the middle of the night? Probably uh, you with a full camera crew, confetti cannons, uh, bucket of water, and uh, John Toogood from She Had with electric guitar. Oh my god, that's, that's right. a dream to wake up to. Um, Do you know the nightmare from that prank though? That where we woke up, it was about two in the morning. We didn't know that wet confetti leaked color onto carpet with water. Uh, yes, yeah, so stained all of Ben's so white everyone carpet. Everyone left and walked out, and then um, Amanda, my wife, not super happy. I wouldn't with be happy about that. The either. whole carpet would look like blood stains. We had to hire a rug doctor at like three in the morning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, the worst thing I've ever woken up to was a uh, massive cockroach crawling across <laughs> my face, and I was home alone, so I had to deal with it, and it was huge. Imagine, I always think about that when you're asleep, all the bugs that are on top yeah. of you. I was like, I remember being asleep and like, uh, uh, and then like, that's something solid, and then I was like, uh, and then I turned the light on, and there's this huge cockroach just sitting there, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, and I was home alone, and then, yeah, I just had to, like, Kill it myself, and that's not something that I like doing. Okay, oh, and out of the edge, this is what we're going to open up. What's woken you up in the middle of the night? That Hannah? Well, it was about two o'clock in the morning, and I felt something between my breasts. Oh, God. And I put my hand down there, I thought, oh, it's a peanut. So I grabbed it, put it in my mouth, bit down, and it turned out to be a black beetle. Oh! <laughs> Okay. Into my mouth and it, so I raced out of bed and washed my mouth and oh. no matter how many times I brushed my teeth, yeah, nah, does not taste very good. That is revolting. That? So were you eating peanuts within the last hey, 24 hours? Hey, you don't hours? have breasts. You don't know what you find like, oh, in them. A peanut. Try going to the <laughs> movies. They're like, why would there be peanuts between your breasts? And I was like, it was two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah but you know, when was the last time you ate peanuts though? Well, I don't know. It wasn't even relevant <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's a ham sandwich. <laughs> Look, if you're, if you're a girl with big breasts, you try going to the movies and having some popcorn and taking your bra off, and you, there's no way you're taking it off without a shower of popcorn Yeah, but still after. my first reaction is not go, oh, there's a bit of popcorn in my underpants, I'll eat that. <laughs> no, but it squirted in my mouth and it was Okay, thank you, Carla. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, Edu, welcome to the show. Uh, please tell us, what did you wake up to? Oh, uh, yeah, so um, it was Sunday night, just... Uh, Two nights ago, and I was in bed, um, asleep, and around about 2 a.m., maybe quarter past two, I just woke up to this um, little faint screaming, and I was a bit disorientated, like, because I'd just come out of a dream, and I was half, half asleep still, but um, I kind of clicked for a second and realized that it was actually someone in trouble, so I kind of got up, and my sleep was just right next to the road, and so... I came outside and I heard this girl screaming, yelling out for help, and she was crying. And so I, I ran oh, outside geez. and I just turned around and seen her um, car was fully engulfed in flames. And yeah, so it was, it was quite, oh my gosh, just yeah, a blazing was, inferno outside oh, your wow. house. No, how part did, of me glad that that story ended with a car on fire. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so how did how did that happen? Did she ever crash in, and that burst uh, into flames, or it was? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I assume it was a battery fire. So there was like big magnesium sparks that were coming up into the air and big gulfs of flames but um it, she, she didn't crash it, it was kind of it was a little bit dodgy because she was up on the side of the road and um so anyway I, I ran back inside to grab a fire extinguisher and by the time I came out there's already police cars showing up and fire trucks and that but hey, holy was, moly the most surprising part of the story is you have a fire extinguisher at your house <laughs> yeah. don't you you're supposed to have one in the kitchen Mate. Look at the garden hose, mate. Oh, God. Hey, Edu, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us this afternoon. No, you're all right. Wow. Yeah, you are all right, Sharon. That'd be terrifying. (laughs) I am all right. I am all right. Time is, Sharon. The edge.